Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. I just don't like lakes. Ever since I watched Lake Placid, I just I can't get behind that. it. What? You also don't like getting in the ocean. This is true. I get in the ocean, even though we thought I got some weird ocean rash. Yeah, I mean, even though I love, like, I grew up at the beach and I love animal life, I'm also willing to say I can't fucking see my feet. So I don't, like, I don't like swimming in North Carolina. When we went to Mexico, I really didn't mind it because I could see all the way to the bottom. And so I really didn't mind that. So if something came up, whether it be a piece of seaweed or a shark, you know, uh, I was ready for it. Yeah, I don't know. I've only ever gotten stung by jellyfish once. It hurt. Brandon always gets pinched by crabs on his toes. What does he get? Fuck you. <laughs> he gets pinched, okay? He gets pinched. Pinched. Could you spell it? P E E N C H E D. I didn't realize that was weird. I actually was talking to Brandon about that the other day, that people think it's weird that we say it like Does that. Does he say that too? Yes. My whole family, Rutherford County, all of them says it like that. Lord have mercy. No. Mm-mm. That's a western part of this, of North Carolina thing, I it feel It probably like. is. They don't teach y'all good English. No, they do not, clearly. But also, like, I just feel like living at the beach, we just, we talk fairly normal. I mean, my dad's from kind of the country so i get some weird sayings from him but i don't say the weird things like y'all what do you um y'all always say um what's some weird things that y'all say from the mountains uh you know what no, i'm fucking probably too much <laughs> i mean i can't think like of instead of like not, oh cattywampus that's what it is cattywampus. Yeah, like if some uh if a picture was kind of crooked on the wall you wouldn't say that picture's crooked. Y'all be like, I saw Caddy Wampus. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. We need to we need to get uh, my grandma on here. She she can tell us everything. Get mama on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be us gossiping. Well, you didn't hear this from me, but you know, so and so got pregnant. Or God, yeah, really, <laughs> she got pregnant and they ain't married. You, you think they gonna get married soon? <laughs> the other day I was, you know, I'm in law school. I have a lot of, I have a lot of stuff to worry about. So when I get home, mm-hmm. you know, I got other stuff to do than like washing clothes and cooking food. <laughs> All right. So she called me on the phone. I don't know if my mom told her to call me, but she's like, how's your first days going? I was like, oh, they're going good. And then she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm doing homework. Probably going to be doing it for a while. It was around five o'clock. Uh-huh. She said, oh, you ain't cooking dinner before Brandon gets home? And I was like... No, I'm not. He'll he'll probably cook dinner actually, and she was she was shook by that answer. She was just like, oh, well, well, okay, I guess that's okay. <laughs> I was like, God, no. she's used to <laughs> her husband getting must have raised cane. Is this the grandma that if the if the blueberry pie wasn't correct, yeah, your grandpa just straight up wouldn't eat it. Yes, which apparently when she's she used to work at like a factory, so she would go into work like really early, mm-hmm. and so then she'd get home really early, and so I guess she did cook dinner because she got home at like three, and mm-hmm. so she could cook, which it makes sense, but. No, Mama, I will not be cooking dinner for Brandon every night. He doesn't want that. Even if I do cook dinner, before he gets in the shower, I'll be like, now remind me how to do this, this, and this. I'm going to need you to pull out the seasonings, give me a time, all this, and, and I can try yes. my best. All right. All right. We, you want to start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of This Is Gonna Sound Weird. That's Taylor Moore. And that's Sydney Sutton. Have we said our last names? Probably. Um, maybe once. It well, feels awkward to say your last name. Yeah. Just in general. Um, I like to keep this I like to keep this real casual. I feel like <laughs> everyone here we're on a first name basis. It's just like hanging out with the gals. I'd actually prefer this episode to be extremely formal and I'd like to hear you <laughs> to refer to me as Miss Moore. Miss Moore. What what are we talking about? This is a podcast. We... <laughs> this is a podcast. This week's uh, theme is Bigfoots, Bigfoot history, Bigfoot encounters, Sasquatches. Um, they got many names. They do. Now, uh, 
we're doing the format just a little bit different. Instead of doing like I tell a story and Taylor tells a story, Taylor is going to do the history of Bigfoot, um, which I guess you probably didn't know that we have a, a Bigfoot expert. Taylor um, loves Bigfoot, is a, a Bigfoot connoisseur. Um, sorry, I know how to say <laughs> connoisseur, but one year at the state fair, I heard this lady say that she was a hot dog connoisseur <laughs> at the state fair. That's disgusting. And ever since then, I always say connoisseur, but then I forget that people think that that, like, they're like, this bitch doesn't know how to speak English. Well, you brought that to me because I also say that now. <laughs> And I think Brandon says it, but my my dad specifically, um, excuse me, specifically, uh, always does stuff like that. Like instead of saying scissors, he says scissors. You said that, and then now I say that. And you know he's a car man, so he talks about cars a lot. So mm-hmm. instead of saying Buick, he says Buick. Which I don't know if he says that to customers. I hope not. <laughs> this, is a, this is a 2000 Buick. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. We don't speak English real good over here. <laughs> As you can plainly tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, the format's just going to be a little different. Um, we're going to get some input from Taylor on her Bigfoot knowledge that, you know, is vast. So vast. I actually <laughs> didn't have to look any of this up on the internet. She's, her sources, just her. This old brain of mine. <laughs> actually, no, I had to look a lot of this up because actually, like, I generally knew... Like, stuff about Bigfoot, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't realize, like, a lot of it. Which is, like, I didn't realize how, basically, the idea of Bigfoot and, like, the term Bigfoot is actually fairly recent. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he's been around forever, but apparently not. Or they, whatever it is. Just in one of my stories, there's a, a lady, Bigfoot. So, right. who knows? Ain't never seen one. Well, Maybe. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. Okay. So I guess I can just jump right in. Just it. jump right in. Start so, with your sources. So my sources. Just yourself. My noggin, first off. Uh, then the Oregon Encyclopedia, the News Tribune, and all things interesting. Uh, History.com and wakingbear.org. So, Bigfoot is a large, mysterious, humanoid creature. Mm-hmm. It's said to mostly inhabit the forested areas of Oregon and the Pacific Northwest. However, sightings have happened pretty much everywhere, and there are, like, tales of where they may have originated, actually, in, like, Appalachia, based on some <laughs> folklore, but mostly talking about the Pacific Northwest. So, Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, which Sasquatch is actually an Anglicization of the name Saskets. I don't know if I'm saying that right. There's a lot of um, like Native American mm-hmm. language in here that I'm most likely going to butcher, and I do apologize. And so it's from the name Saskets from the Hokimalem language spoken by the First Nations people in southwestern British Columbia, so Canada. All right. Anyways, so that's where the name Sasquatch comes from, which I feel like when I think of the Northwest, I feel like most people call it Sasquatch, not Bigfoot. Yeah, they like to use that fancy language up there, and then down here in the South, we just real simple folk, and we just say Bigfoot. Or? Both feets. Nobby. <laughs> it's just also, I will have to, I have a shirt that says Nobby, which is what we call Bigfoot, you know. In my neck of the woods in Western North Carolina, mm-hmm. my Run from Nobby T-shirt, and it is—it was a 5K for a church in the area. I'll have to post a pic. You can see my Run from Nobby T-shirt that uh, I used it's to. So old and ratty. <laughs> it's it's like old. it was white at one point. It is not. Look, it's not white anymore. But to be fair, I used to wear it while I was like painting. But it's a bedtime shirt now. So. Most people have, that have reported to see Bigfoot say that the Bigfoots are covered in hair, walk on two feet, have ape-like features, and are up to eight feet tall. And they leave behind large footprints, hence the name Bigfoot, if you were curious. <laughs> <laughs> I never put those two and two together. I didn't either. Uh, footprints have been seen to be as large as 24 inches long, 
and eight inches wide. So I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. Honestly, so you think about twenty-four inches. That is two subway footlongs yes. stacked next to each other. And but I feel like for eight feet, that foot, like eight feet tall, that foot seems extra large, even for. That height. Well, yeah, because you got to think of people who are, like, seven foot tall. How big are their feet? I don't know. Because I feel like, well, I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's, like, not like a human. But humans' feet, typically, they get longer, not necessarily wider. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think my foot's, like, nine inches, so. I don't know. I have the tiniest little children feet. (laughs) I wear child's shoes to save a book. God. I wish I could wear child's shoes. But generally, a Bigfoot is characterized as being non-aggressive. They're pretty shy. So when you see them, they run away. But, oh, I can't believe you saw me. Oh, my gosh. You're so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm naked in the woods. <laughs> they just can't find clothes big enough to fit them. Oh, I That's hate it. They, they need big and tall. <laughs> they need a big and tall store for them. Next time you see a Bigfoot, say, hey, bud. Do you want to come to the big and tall store for me or with me at the mall? <laughs> I've got a triple XL shirt that I think will work for you. <laughs> um, so it says that they have really human-like intelligence. And so that coupled with the shyness is what makes them so elusive because they're really smart. And so they know how to hide really well. And apparently they have reasoning abilities similar to a human, which makes them say, I'm scared, a little shy. I'm going to go hide. I'm good at hiding. Mm-hmm except for sometimes, clearly. And so in the United States, there are over 12 different types of Bigfoots that exist, apparently. Now, I didn't necessarily find all of them because I think it a lot of it, when I got into it, was like different Native American groups kind mm-hmm. of had their own version. I do talk about some, but not all of them. Um, and they range from a more like human-like looking hairy man who's maybe kind of nice, like what we think about, or a more vicious thing which one is called a midnight whistler so the midnight whistler was specifically known in the iroquois tribe and it's known as one of the first clan of bigfoot to venture beyond these cave systems where they used to live and so they hid there from humans and so this is where the appalachia Mm origin comes from it's believed that they used the waterways like through the appalachian mountains and stuff to basically spread throughout the united states and eventually evolved into different Bigfoot clans today. So basically they like started in a place mm-hmm. and they spread and they, it out. Yeah, they like migrated. Yeah, and then I guess they evolved into maybe different types of Bigfoot. Okay. I don't know. I'm picturing them getting in the river and just swimming. Yeah, when you said that they use like the channels, I just envisioned like them like swimming and for me that was really terrifying like you think about like as a kid when you go to the mountains and you're like oh we'll go slide down this water slide and there's some big foot back there i know i used to swim in the creek a lot uh or like a river type creek in my hometown if i seen a big foot coming after me i think i would have just shitted myself right then and there (laughs) i would have probably just had a heart attack honestly um and so the midnight whistler so it is says it's a nocturnal creature Weighs 400 pounds, has jet black fur, and glowing green eyes. So, and it communicates with a booming whistle that sounds like a train, basically. And so they say if you go out into the woods, not to whistle, like if you're trotting out in the woods, because you could attract one to you. That would be my, you know, that's my first instinct anytime I go into the woods is just to whistle. Well, like, you, some weird people love to whistle just randomly. I They deserve to get attacked. I can't with the whistler. When I was in like freshman year of college, there was a guy who lived like on my hall who would walk and whistle while everywhere. And it was, it freaked That's me out. really creepy. I think people do it to mess with other people. I was going to say, it reminds me of, like, in Kill Bill when she has that creepy whistle. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's not good. Uh, and so, a lot of times, people also say that, you know, Bigfoot, you see everything, you can hear them. But apparently, they also, they also smell awful. It said that sometimes, if a Bigfoot's been in the area, you can smell their terrible stench. And... You can also hear their screams and whistles. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. It does sound terrifying. What do, you, what do you think they smell like? I don't know, like must and dirt? I mean... That makes it sound like it would be like a men's cologne. Musk and dirt. 
Uh, I would envision like maybe like some like some algae or some moss has grown on them yes. because they're like out there in the woods. Honestly, uh, you're probably right. This is gonna sound gross, but you know, Brandon, my fiance, he has long hair, and if he he keeps it up in a bun a lot and it doesn't dry, uh-huh. and sometimes like if he keeps it up too long, it starts to like get a, get a weird little smell. He washes it every night. It's just. You know, you can't leave your hair wet. So that's probably what a Bigfoot smells like. But, I mean, I doubt they bathe. I don't know where they're going to get soap. I've never seen one at they the grocery store. They can't even get a shirt to fit them. What makes <laughs> you think they can go into a store and buy a bar of soap? Honestly. Think of all the shampoo. <laughs> they would God. have to go to Costco. <laughs> it would be so much. It's not sustainable. <laughs> um, and so, people often believe that after they see a Bigfoot, so, like, if you see one, mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of forget what happens. Like, they're like, I saw it, but I don't really know what happened. It just kind of disappeared. But apparently, it is stated that Bigfoots are psychic, similar to aliens. So, they can, like, erase, like, memories or make time skip. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back to this later. Okay. As I was going to gonna a, ask a question, but I'm going to let you yes, continue. Yes, as to a theory as to why this happens or how they can do this. So, throughout time, Bigfoot stories have entered into our oral traditions and legal... Legal... Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. She's in law school. Oh, I, bet you, I guess y'all, y'all didn't know that she was in law school. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, in regional folklore. So, the recorded historical sightings of Bigfoot in Oregon begins in 1904, and people said that they were seeing a wild, a hairy wild man, quote, wild man, by some settlers near the Sixes River area. And in the, like, the decades following that sighting, miners and hunters... In that area would often see these, what they would call at that point, wild men. Okay. I mean, Bigfoot kind of looks like a man, you know, it's real hairy. And so, in 1924, miners on Mount St. Helens claimed to have been attacked by giant apes. Now, there's no apes, I wouldn't think, in Mount St. Helens. And the incident was widely reported to the press. And so, Mm -hmm. everybody kind of knew, like, that's weird. They thought... Like, it's not an ape, so what is it? Because mm-hmm. there, there's no monkeys there, I don't think. Um, and then in 1958, some workers out in the woods, um, it said both east and west of the Cascade Mountains, so different parts, began to report seeing creatures and finding huge tracks along the logging roads, which further enhanced this idea that there's some wild man out there, like, in the woods. And this is kind of when the term Bigfoot started coming into play because they were finding the Bigfoot tracks. And so people that witnessed these, uh, now I'm just going to call them Bigfoots, Bigfoots, said that they would cross the roads at night and it said they would stride furtively through the forest and mountain terrain or would they would see them like digging in the ground for like squirrels to eat, I guess. So maybe they... I, I just picture them just seeing them, you know, walking through the woods, and mm-hmm. then you would come up on one, and maybe it was trying to eat, and so it was, like, bent over. I'm just picturing, like, it's bent over eating, and you walk over to it, and it, like, growls at you and says... Get Similar to <laughs> if you run into me, and I'm, like, opening the fridge in the middle of the night, and you're like... <laughs> yeah, yes. It's just very similar. I pic- yeah, I picture it, like, when, uh, like, in a possession movie, when the person's, like, hunched over, and you walk up to them and be like, hey, you okay? And they turn around, and they're like, yeah! <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. I really don't know. I wasn't there, believe it or not. Was not there. Uh, and so, after, like, this incident, basically in 1958, yes, um, Bigfoot started entering into, like, culture. Mm-hmm. So loggers that would like work out in like the Pacific Northwest, they would tell like serious stories and accounts of like Bigfoots they saw. They would make jokes and they started like making a lot of chainsaw sculptures of like what they have seen. So you know you see those like big like mm-hmm. wooden mm-hmm. Sasquatch sculptures. So that kind of started then. Similar. I think they also have like ones of bears and stuff in the yeah. mountains. So at that point it kind of started entering into culture and that's how like more people, like, outside of that community started hearing about it, I guess. And, but, so Bigfoot, that actual term entered, like, our modern conscious around that time. And I said it, it was, frankly, a white Bigfoot story. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And it actually, 
the kind of like Bigfoot wild men held a more prominent place in Native American traditions and beliefs, and Bigfoot often held a cultural significance to them, which they didn't call it Bigfoot. They mostly called them wild men or had their own like ways of talking about it. And so often stories had been passed down through generations about these human-like creatures who would come into like the community and cause mischief. They'd steal food. It said they would even canoodle with the women of coastal Indian <laughs> tribes. What? They used that word. Could but, you imagine? No. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? I heard she was canoodling with a Bigfoot. Oh, God. <laughs> so stanky. They'd be like, that's why there, there's like the one lady in your community and they're like, she stinks. Like, I don't know why, but she stinks. She been canoodling. <laughs> that musty Bigfoot. <laughs> Look, Bigfoot's a real man. Uh... <laughs> and so in these like bigfoot stories from these like native american communities stealing was a big theme so he would steal food women and children so he may canoodle you but he also may he's gonna hide your kids hide your wife (laughs) hide your food god and you could say well bears steal food but has your bear ever stolen your your wife (laughs) (laughs) it's mr steal your girl (laughs) Picture a bear with his sunglasses and a fedora on. <laughs> um, and so, so this information right right now comes from an exhibit in the White River Valley Museum mm-hmm. where they took down oral histories of some of the creatures similar to Bigfoot that uh, Native tribes have passed down. So the first one is um, called a Dzunokwa. It is a forest giant who lives on the Vancouver Island and is said to be covered in dark hair. She, this is the one, speaks in a quavering voice through pursed lips. Like an actual voice? Like, a, like English? I think so. But it didn't say if she said like actual words, but maybe like like what you consider speaking, but maybe not English. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of like when your dog's like, oh. Yeah. And it's said that children who would wander outside at night could get snatched up by her. And she may cook and eat the child. Or she may take them and go raise them as her own. So There's a big distinction between the two. Well, I guess if she thinks that you can obey, then she'll keep you. If not, she'll eat you. Or I guess she'll decide, do you look tasty? Well, me as a child, as pudgy as I was, I probably looked tasty. (laughs) I had, a, I had a lot of meat. I could have really filled up the... I assume she was taking them back to a Bigfoot squad. So I, I could have fed them for a little while. <laughs> oh, so keep your children fit. So hopefully she won't eat them. And so Sasquatch in the Muckleshoot tribe, it says that in this tribe you're not supposed to speak of a Sasquatch. Because doing so will draw one to you. Lord have mercy. Two weeks in a row we have gone over this. We just need to stop (laughs) doing this podcast. We've been talking shit. And now we again in my apartment, we gonna have an issue. Look, uh, Listen, we already had an issue. The plumber came and he sawed a hole into the ceiling of my kitchen. Two holes. Oh my God. (laughs) Can't get no worse this week. It could. A Sasquatch could come and kick your door in. He could do it. He could sit on your couch and just break the whole thing. Oh, Lord. He gonna make my apartment so stinky. So- <laughs> you ain't never gonna get that smell out of carpet. Security deposit? Never Gone. see it. Which, I'm like, I don't want a skinwalker to come. Stop! Stop! Sorry. I don't want that that thing to come. But a Sasquatch, if it's a nice one... Come on. Come on down. Just don't okay. come in the house. Please go to Taylor's house, not my house. My house is 555-657-8910 Sasquatch <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> For a minute there, I was like, no, this is not your address. I am not handing out my address. These fans may come try to stalk me outside my house. <laughs> she has a very big dog. I do. He acts like he's big and mean. Uh, okay, so, like I said, if you talk about a Sasquatch, you're going to draw one to you. God. Hate it. And so, in this tribe, a Sasquatch is more like what we would picture. A human-like thing mm-hmm. covered in fur, over seven feet tall, 20-inch long footprints. And if they touch you, apparently, oh, they can render you unconscious. <laughs> 
So, and they are are known to steal dried fish and women. So, or oh, they be stealing some women. I know. Do you have dried Must, fish? I don't have any dried fish here. Uh, I don't even have any like jerky or anything. Because I, I know what is it? Um, that jerky brand that Sasquatches love. Yes. What's it called? I don't. I can't remember. Jack Links. No. I don't know. Something like, it's like, Jim, it's not Jimmy Dean, but it's something like that. I always get it for Brandon for Valentine's Day. I get him the heart with jerky in it, and it's got Sasquatch on it. Real fun. Keep that romance alive. But we have a lot of Slim Jims at our house, so he may come and take me. <laughs> Marry him. What do you What do you think a Sasquatch wedding would look like? Um, I just don't, again, custom made suits. <laughs> <laughs> and it would probably be very stinky. Yeah. And uh, this Sasquatch is also said to communicate by whistling. So don't whistle or you'll attract them. Which I feel like the whistling is a pretty common theme throughout all of them as a mm-hmm. way that they communicate. Except for the lady who speaks in a quavering voice through pursed lips. God. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. How can I mean, you speak through your pursed lips? I mean, you kind of just in general kind of make your lips I don't have any lips. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it says, some tribes just refer to a Bigfoot-like creature as a wild man, and a lot of tribes now, though, will say that Bigfoot aren't really around anymore because they've all, like, become civilized. So, they were, like, which I don't think all tribes think this, but so they were actually just wild men, like, big wild men. I think Okay, kind of like cavemen. Yeah, but now they've become civilized. Okay. So that's a possibility. Sasquatch got a nine to five. <laughs> He's commuting into the city like Dolly Parton. <laughs> Do you remember they used to have um, those commercials that had a Sasquatch that would like go to work? Do you remember those? It was like a Geico. No, it was Caveman and the Geico commercials. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Similar concept. Okay. So at this point in time, a lot of people, all y'all, don't think the Bigfoot actually exists. It seems that now Bigfoot's kind of more of a cultural phenomenon, an icon, you know. Everybody wear a shirt that says Sasquatch, get you a sticker, a Sasquatch sticker. I have a few. Taylor has one on her hydro flask and one on her laptop currently. I do. Um, and so now Bigfoot, like I said, seeped into the culture. It's become sports mascots, children's entertainment, and the subject of various cryptozoological TV shows, such as uh, Finding Bigfoot. They ain't found him yet. No, they have not. And he's also been the face of, like, some environmentalism campaigns in, like, Oregon and Washington. And they've used him when they've, like, proposed bills for stuff. They've kind of used him as, like, the face. Um, however, I personally believe that Bigfoot does still exist. Mm-hmm. Shocker, I know. But I said it's maybe not in our, like, nice, cute concept like we think. Like, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. I just think there's the... I'm not crazy. <laughs> I just think there's a possibility of something being out there similar to a Bigfoot that's, like, not a bear. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I mean... I mean, I feel like that's with anything. I know. Like, I... The ocean. Yes. We know, like, nothing, nothing. about the ocean. So I'm like, who's to say something isn't out there? That's what I'm saying. So, I say the same thing with Bigfoot. Who knows? They may just be very endangered, and since they're so good at hiding, and maybe they just hide out somewhere to where they just have a little small clan, and that's just how they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one article said, what, like, trying to disprove, like, there's no Bigfoot. They were like, you've never seen a dead Bigfoot, have you? Like, they have to die. I saw that in a video as well. They are like, they have to die, and they're so big, have you never seen one? But they said that they think that Bigfoot, kind of like humans, that they bury their, like, their peop- the clan when they die. So, like, basically when they die, they bury them so you don't ever see a Bigfoot. And I also think that they're probably not, they're not going to bury them, like, in a place where most humans are going to be. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it way off in a secret spot in the woods. It's also, in my research, when they talked about that, they also brought up the conclusion, like, you typically don't see a lot of, like, just animal bones in general. Because they tend to break down, like there's things in the environment that specifically help to break down. You know, like vultures eat roadkill. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I get it. There's no, like, Bigfoot skeleton, but there's got to be reasons for that. I feel that, too. And so, another theory as to why Bigfoot's often sighted and then vanishes makes the assumption that he is a multidimensional creature. And this goes into his psychic abilities. So, often, people see Bigfoot and then quickly disappears 
can't find them. But they do leave behind tracks, what we think are tracks. And so there's a theory that Bigfoot is part of another dimension that's not ours. So when he's spotted it's po in our universe, it's possible that it's either like a glitch and somehow they accidentally pop over into this universe. And then when we see them, like, oh crap, we're not supposed to be here. And then they poof away. And so the idea of these multi-dimensions, it goes along with the fact, though, that he's reported to have psychic abilities, that he can erase your memory in mm -hmm. time. Because to some tribes, uh, like Native American tribes, and I think just like other, like, I don't know, cultures or stories, he's considered as the keeper of the woods. So, and people have said, some people have said that they've come in contact with him and have had, like, psychic, telepathic experiences. Oh, like, kind of... Like, he communicated with them yeah, telepathically? so kind of like an alien. And so, this idea that he's a keeper or guardian of the woods, coupled with the multi-dimensional aspect, may explain why he's, like, he's not viewed as aggressive, but he's also really elusive. It's basically that he comes here to protect either us in the woods or protect the woods itself but he either like cannot or does not want to be seen it's kind of like the lorax yeah <laughs> and so he has to go back to his for the trees. yeah so he has to go back to his own dimension so like maybe if you're out in the woods and you see a bigfoot it's not that he's trying to get you it's that he's trying to protect you from something else which is very sweet it's very sweet but i would also shit my pants but maybe that's the goal maybe he makes himself known for a second like that's the only way he can get to you like he pops out and then you run the other way so he's keeping you from whatever from you're about to encounter or something okay yeah so i think that that is the best theory personally that's uh, really the well i feel like there's other theories but that was the one that was more that's the one that you enjoy more i you... do it's a little it's a little bit more convoluted <laughs> I didn't find too much evidence. It's a little bit it. harder to prove. But I have heard that on different podcasts and stuff, so, you know. It's gotta be true. Gotta be true. Got if to it's be. said on a podcast, it is true fact and a true statement. That's true. Um, <laughs> I am completely bald. I only weigh 96 pounds and have a six pack. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, you've been working for it, so I get that. I have, though. Yeah, and I can also just, like, dunk. Like, when I play basketball, I can just dunk on people instantly. I've seen it. <laughs> okay, now this is, like, my last little part. And I, this isn't, I don't think, this isn't necessarily history, but I thought it was fun to mention. So, I'm not going to say that this is a convincing thing as to why the possible existence of Bigfoot, because I don't want the FBI to come for me, but. <laughs> they bust down the door, <laughs> hold it right there. So. The FBI has a file on Bigfoot, if you didn't know. So, in 1976, director Peter Byrne of the Bigfoot Information Center, an exhibition in the... I think I think I wrote this down right. I copied it from History.com. The Dalles, or the Dallas, Oregon, uh, sent the FBI... So, they sent the FBI about 15 hairs attached to, like, a little piece of skin. And he wrote them, and he said that his, organiz they, his organization could not figure out what it was, and so they were hoping that the FBI would analyze it for them to basically see if it was a Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. And so he also wanted to know if the FBI had ever analyzed a suspected Bigfoot hair before and what the conclusion was, which I was like, why would anybody ever assume that the FBI has analyzed Bigfoot hair? I'm going to be honest. I just feel like, in general... I just assume that the FBI knows everything, just depending on what, like, what sector they're in, that, you know? You got your behavioral analysis, they're just serial killers all day. Yeah. But then you must have, like, the X-File people, you know true. what I mean? They're squatches, ghosts, aliens. Yeah, that's true. And so, at this point in time, it was, like, the 70s, so Bigfoot was getting, like, real popular, and Byrne was, like, known as, like, a really prominent Bigfoot researcher. So, after the FBI got the hair and the note, Jay Cochran Jr., the assistant director of the FBI's Scientific and Technical Services Division, wrote back to Byrne saying that, in his knowledge, the FBI had never analyzed any hair suspected from, to, from a Bigfoot, which I said, I mean, are we surprised? 
I mean, he could have lied, but I don't know. Probably not. Um, He's not confidential. Yeah. Classified. Excuse me. It's classified. Yeah. And he said that the FBI usually just examined physical evidence uh, related to criminal investigations, which, you know. He's stealing people's fish and women. (laughs) It's a crime. We have a crime afoot. We have a crime crime of passion. (laughs) He was so hungry, but he also wanted a wife that he could love. (laughs) Maybe cook for him. He's so hungry. It's five o'clock and he hasn't eaten dinner because his wife's been doing homework all day. <laughs> um, but the guy at the FBI, he said, sometimes they do make exceptions on, you know, taking in random stuff in the interest of, like, scientific research and inquiry. So he said, sure, I'll make an exception. I'll take this hair, see what it is. Well, unfortunately, Cochran found that the hair did not belong to a Bigfoot. But I wrote, how do you know? I first wrote... How was he going to figure out if it was a Bigfoot in the first place? What are you testing it against? Yeah, I feel like you would probably just have to be, like, not a bear. Yeah, and so he said that what they did find was that they said the hair was of deer family origin. But I wonder if they hadn't have found anything, would they just have said, like, inconclusive? And then in that case, what was the point? Would they go further? I don't know. Because I was like, I mean, you don't have anything to compare it to, so how are you going to say Bigfoot true or real? (laughs) (laughs) Cake or fake? So, I don't know. Now, so the FBI says, it explicitly says that taking this case does not say that they endorse the existence of Bigfoot. However, I find it interesting that an FBI agent would take the time and resources to analyze this hair that were sent to them clearly by a Bigfoot researcher to say, I think this is a Bigfoot. Can you please look into this? He was like, I ain't got nothing else better to do. Yeah. And because I was like, if he had zero faith that Bigfoot existed and that this would basically be a waste of time because we find out it's a, a deer, I don't know why he would do the favor. And I didn't think that the FBI was in the service of doing favors anyways. So it's just very odd. Which, it was the 70s, so... Who knows? He was supposed to be hunting those serial killers that were running amok, (laughs) and yet he's out here testing Bigfoot hairs. Maybe he was just like, I don't really want to do, like, anything for real, so I'll just take this hair and take a break (laughs) for a few days, because I already know this is just not worth it. But it says in this article, it wants to make clear that it should not be spun in the way that says, hey, look, the FBI has a file on Bigfoot, so that must mean that he's real. He's real. I, I, you know, I would like to take it that way, but I am going to say that that is not what they want. But I just think it's at least interesting to know that the FBI does have a file on Bigfoot and that the guy took it seriously enough to investigate the hair for the potential of them being a Bigfoot. Even if the entirety of the FBI is like, we did not endorse this, at least the one employee was like, ah, might as well. So, while Bigfoot is seen as a pop culture symbol, I think that the oral, like, traditions of in histories of the wild men of native culture shouldn't be discounted because I think there's probably some truth. And so even though Bigfoot may be different than many of us think, the creatures have been in folklore for thousands of years. Sightings happen all the time, so it is likely that some creature is out there playing the best game of hide and seek (laughs) known to man. Wow. You're welcome. Put that on some merch. (laughs) Best game of hide and seek known to man. Take it, write it down, put it on a shirt. I'll buy it. Make it for me. <laughs> Make some money off it. of us. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'm unemployed, but I'll buy it because I have to be unemployed. So, anyways, that was some Bigfoot history. I'm sure there's a lot more nuance to it, but that's where I got. All right. It's my turn now. So, you just sit back, relax. Let me just do all the talking. Okay. I know that you really want to just take the reins with this whole Bigfoot topic, (laughs) but I did Google some things. Did you? (laughs) I did. So, right off the bat, we already know my sources, Wikipedia, number one, (laughs) but you may be shocked to find I I branched out this week. Okay. okay. I used MSNBC News, OutsideOnline.com, EastIdahoNews.com, Seattle Magazine, The Independent, Lex18.com, Scamania County Chamber of Commerce, 
uh, as well as The Sun, which I think is kind of like the National Enquirer. I, I, got a, I got a decent amount of articles from that, so I'll facts, think. no. <laughs> I mean, for Bigfoot facts, that'd be a good place. <laughs> uh, now, another thing that I would say is this is all going to seem very scattered. Yeah. I did not do it chronologically. I kind of organized it based off of region. Okay. Now, that being said, there are literally thousands of Bigfoot encounters oh, yeah. all over the United States. So, I'm, I've just got a few okay. that I thought were entertaining and that also were available on Google. Okay. So, well. arguably the most famous Bigfoot sighting took place in 1967 when Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin filmed what appears to be a Bigfoot in the woods of Del Norte County, located in Northern California. Okay. The video is only about a minute long, but it does feature the famous Bigfoot walk. Yes. You know, like where he's like, <laughs> kind of like, got his hands out and he's looking at you. Yes. You know? I know I know the walk. I've yeah. done it a few times myself. It's what most of the stickers and stuff are like, yeah, like literally Taylor has a sticker and it's the exact like walk. Yeah. Some people speculate because it's such an old piece of film, like could it be real? Could it be fake? In my opinion, I think it looks a little fake, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I think it looks a little fake. I'm not saying the Bigfoot doesn't exist. I'm just saying I don't think this picture okay. is real. I'll First of it. all, he looked a little too he looked a little too thick. He looked like a fat man, and I just think in my head, I envision a Bigfoot a little skinnier. Okay. Two, uh, Patterson was already pretty interested in Bigfoot when he filmed this. Okay. He had become interested about a year before. And so it seems odd that someone so interested in Bigfoot just happens upon him in the woods. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be like, like if you found Bigfoot, everybody like, she's making it up. Yeah. And I like... If the people I'm finding Bigfoot find Bigfoot, fake. Yeah. I feel, I feel that. People who really like Bigfoot and say they see him, probably not your most reliable source. No. Another thing is they were riding on horseback through the woods when they found him. Yeah. Which to me, I would think either a horse would get spooked by a Bigfoot. And so, you know, the horse would have been like freaking out. And in the film, it really doesn't seem that way. Also, wouldn't you think a Bigfoot would be kind of freaked out by a horse? I'm kind of freaked out by a horse, so. I am. I'm scared of horses, as we know. So, yeah, like in the video, was it just the Bigfoot walking? Like, did they say the Bigfoot saw them? Yes, so he's, like, walking, and then he turns and looks at him and just keeps walking. Okay, yeah. So it's not like he, like, walks towards him. He just keeps on with his pace. Okay, yeah. Like, like he's got to commute to get to. Interesting. Maybe he was just, like, see people all the time, ain't no thing. Or maybe it was... (laughs) I've seen a horse before. (laughs) So... Uh, moving right along, in 2017, a man in La Crescenta, which is located in Los Angeles County, reported seeing an ape-like creature jumping from branch to branch, uh, like in the trees, uh-huh. when he was hiking. And this, like, you're like, okay, this could be a Bigfoot, I don't know. But it did lead police to issue a warning to residents to be on the lookout for this animal. Now, they more were thinking this is somebody's exotic pet that has escaped, but you never know. Could have been a Bigfoot. It could be. And you should stay vigilant. It could be a Bigfoot's baby. It could be. You know, not fully grown since they're jumping from tree to tree. Mm -hmm. And so, they could have been a Bigfoot baby. Now, several farmers in the Fresno area of California have reported seeing Bigfoot-like creatures in the area mm-hmm. and have also reported pigs going missing. So they think that the Bigfoot, Big Feet, um, <laughs> they, that they are coming, stealing the pigs and just running off. Well, They steal make... your women, they steal your pig. Yeah, that, that would make sense considering, you know, like, they're I know... said to be stealers. Which maybe when people think that aliens are stealing stuff, maybe it's a Bigfoot stealing your stuff. Maybe they work together. Like, earlier you said that they be eating squirrels, but I just feel like a squirrel would be, like, a nice little snack for a Bigfoot. Yeah. But a pig would be, like, a meal. Yeah. But, I don't know. We have a friend. Taylor and I have a friend named Jess. Jess, if you're listening to this, I know you listen every week. She she lives in the Fresno area. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't Google Let's her. Let's triangulate her location. <laughs> Uh, Jess, uh, if you see a Bigfoot, please let someone know. Me first. 
specifically. <laughs> so, outside of, uh, it's mostly in Northern California that these reports have okay, occurred. Yeah. I don't see many Bigfoots on the on the beach of California, but there are reports in Southern California. Interesting. Uh, now, that being said, a great deal of reports come out of Washington State. Yes. As you might guess. Yes. Specifically in Stevens County, Washington. This county has so many reports of Bigfoot sightings that they actually have a entire Facebook page dedicated to it. You can join it. I looked at it. They have events like Bigfoot spotting events, which I assume is similar to like bird watching. <laughs> uh, they do have all their events currently closed oh, due man. to COVID, which good for them for being responsible. Yeah, true. But uh, I'm sorry. I think Bigfoot could be out there, but they're, they're missing them. Uh, they probably are. But yeah, they just have people report different things or if they're having any sort of events. Uh, many people in the county report hearing screams of a squatch. Not necessarily whistling, but screams. And some hikers have reported a Bigfoot-like creature throwing rocks at them. Oh. Which, like, what a Rude boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then around 20% of the sightings in that county take place at Bailey Lake. Never which kind of goes it. in with your theory of them using, like, water channels. Yeah. Uh, and also, many of them have been reported in Sand Canyon Road in Chihuahua. I don't know how to okay. pronounce that. Ch- no. Kind of looks like Chihuahua. Couldn't so. say. But another interesting thing about Stevens County. So, the Hearst Museum at Berkeley University houses a famous Bigfoot print that actually came from Stevens County. Oh. The print belongs to a creature that they've named Cripplefoot. And it's called that because the left foot demonstrates a deformity. But I put, uh, again, how do they know that it's deformed? How do they know that that's just not what a left foot of a Bigfoot looks like? That is true. You know what I mean? If you've never really examined two Bigfoot feet. Mm -hmm. Also, what if, like, the mud just got a little wonky before they found it? I know. They out here calling them names. I know. Don't call them that. But... Stevens County is not the only place in Washington that has seen some squash activity, as you might guess. In 1969, Skamania County, Washington, actually placed an ordinance, oh, making it illegal to harm a Sasquatch within the county's border. So if you find a squatch, you cannot harm it. I think, I, yeah, I think I saw that places, which in that case, they are acknowledging the existence. They're like, if it does exist and you see them, don't touch them because you know what'll happen. It could land you in jail for one year and or a thousand dollar fine. Oh my gosh! So, which doesn't seem like a lot for harming a Bigfoot. No, this creature that is so elusive, but they want to make sure they protect them. Which I get, like they might do a lot of hunting up there. Yeah, so don't shoot it if you think it's not a bear. But I got that information straight off. The Skamania County Chamber of Commerce website. <laughs> and if you are in the area and you're thinking about maybe going Bigfoot sighting, you know, you're going to look mm-hmm. out. Look, they have a, a free itinerary that they have out for, you know, day one, do this, day that, do this. So, a little vacation idea. We need you to know, go. Whenever you can travel, when it's safe to travel, get on out there. Let's go. Get we'll make nature. it a trip and then we'll, we'll do a vlog. You're, you're good at that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, do it. We'll do it. Hopefully, we'll find him, but he won't kill us. Go on. But we'll probably forget because it'll wipe our minds. Probably. But. Now, in 1994, a former U.S. Forest Patrolman, which I'm assuming is kind of like a park ranger. Yeah. But a little, probably a little different. His name was Paul Freeman. He claimed to have seen an entire family of Bigfoots. Oh. In the Washington Blue Mountains. So, that goes with yours. Your, what you said earlier about there being women foots yeah. and men foots. <laughs> baby foots. <laughs> baby foots. <laughs> like baby sharks, baby foots. Yeah. Um, and they, they actually have a video, and it, although it's shaky and grainy, it has been deemed real by Bigfoot experts. Similar to Washington, though, I also found that Idaho has a great deal of Bigfoot activity. That, I... I... You wouldn't, that. you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. Because I don't, I don't know much about Idaho. But I know I, they got potatoes. But that's I, about it. I always picture Bigfoot in places that have like a lot of woods mm-hmm. or like mountains. 
I don't know. Does Idaho have a lot of mountains? I really couldn't say. You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Um, okay. We're not good with geography. Because I picture them having agriculture, and in that case, I picture flatland. Yeah. I mean, definitely, they definitely have agriculture, but they're also up further north than I thought they once were. Yeah. I thought they were a little bit further south, which I was like, if it's in the south, probably not a Bigfoot. But yeah. Indeed, they do have a great deal. Yeah. So, in 2002, a hiker was walking in Provo Canyon when he spotted a large animal in the woods. As he approached the animal, which I'm like, bruh, why? why? (laughs) Uh, The animal stood up on two legs and started throwing rocks at him. No. Which, supposedly, the throwing of the rocks is a trademark of Sasquatch activity. I don't know. I don't know if you can confirm that. But I've, I mean, I've I've heard that before. Maybe not necessarily they're like hurling rocks at you but you know like they're like throwing like pebbles probably just, just so say, you can be like get away yeah just like please get away from me before i have to take this any further yeah and i feel like it's also kind of like maybe something kind of playful oh yeah you know? so in october of that same year another report came out of provo canyon from a group of hikers who thought they encountered they thought they had encountered a bear so they were like oh, oh yeah. shit a bear so they start filming it well then the bear that was not a bear, stood up on two legs, wow. which really freaked him out. Oh, so yeah. they were like, let's get up out of here. So they beat it out of there, which would be me if we found Bigfoot. Like, yes. I say, if you find Bigfoot, you find out who your friends are. It is every man or woman for themselves. Well, we know that that's how I operate anyways. <laughs> like, I'll be pushing you down. Wow. Take her. She's wanted to meet you for years. God. I'd like snap a photo and then I'm out of there. So, <laughs> did you know like in national parks they had to tell people to stop trying to take selfies with like bears and buffalo? Yes. Because, because they were just getting destroyed. Yes, I heard that the buffalo, they would get too close to the buffalo and the buffalo would like charge them. And this buffalo just like full on head butted this lady and broke her arm. Yes, I'm like, well, you should know better. Yeah, this ain't the zoo. No, it's not. But those hikers were so shook by the whole experience, they actually started a Kickstarter to help, <laughs> to help investigate other Utah Bigfoot sightings. Oh. Now, this person, this next person reminds me a little bit of you. Oh, no. So, her name's Becky Cook. Okay. And she was a writer for the Intermountain Farm and Ranch, which is like a newspaper in Idaho, but I couldn't figure out if it was local to a town or maybe just like yeah. the whole state. Okay. But from what I gathered, it is a newspaper about like hunting, fishing, you know, agricultural yeah. type. So, she was sent to do a story on hunting on horseback. But when she got there, started talking to the man, they ended up talking about Bigfoot. So that's what the article ended up being about. (laughs) And the article about Bigfoot was published for the paper's Halloween edition. And it did so well. It was so popular that the paper actually had to go to print a second time. God. So Becky continued to write for the paper, but would continually find herself talking about Bigfoot with people. And... After talking to so many different people, she found that certain areas had higher levels of Bigfoot reportings. Mm-hmm. So they had like certain specific, I guess, like regions or maybe like landmarks would have a lot of Bigfoot activity, similar, I feel like, to Stevens County, where like it was all by that lake. Yeah. So she has post uh, published two books. With different people's stories and sightings. And basically, she just sort of retells what they've already told. Okay. Uh, The first book is called Bigfoot Lives, and the second one is called Bigfoot Still Lives. (laughs) Yes. Um, But one thing I will say is she never talks, like, if somebody has said, like, told her a story, and they were like, oh, yeah, I was getting really drunk in the woods with my friends, she automatically doesn't tell that story. Okay. Because she she feels that that, you know, that could alter what was true and what was not. But Becky believes that Bigfoots are able to travel through portals. Yes. Which is how they avoid being seen uh, or that they are rarely, like, only seen for, like, a brief second because, like, you're like, oh, shit, is that a Bigfoot? And then you look away and then, boom, they've already gotten a portal. She also believes that they are not violent and will not harm you unless provoked. I agree with you, Becky. So you should reach out to her. She's got a website. I'll do it. Give her a look. I'll tell her to listen. We gave her a shout out. (laughs) So, 
Going out of Utah, we head into Arkansas, which again, another famous, I feel like, Bigfoot story sighting. Okay. So, for several years between the 1950s and 80s, residents of the Arkansas town of Folk made multiple reports of Sasquatches in the area. In May of 1971, Elizabeth Ford claimed that she was sleeping on the couch one night, and all of a sudden, this Bigfoot-like creature like reaches its arm through the screen window okay and i guess it's like trying to grab her oh god so her husband bobby and her brother don they like they get their guns they're trying to get it to get away yeah so the bigfoot takes off but they say that they've they shot made a couple shots Uh and that they they claim to have hit the bigfoot now when the area was investigated no blood was found on the scene, but they did find a three-toed footprint. Oh. I don't picture Bigfoot only having three toes. I just don't feel like... Which toe did you eliminate? He Peter? needs more toes. Yeah, I mean, we need five toes. And we see how tiny my foot is. I mean, to be fair, he was out in the woods. He could have just lost a toe or two throughout Probably. Like throughout time also if he's, if he's trying to grab somebody i feel like he's probably tussled with a bear a time or two yeah he's not like a, a nice sweet bigfoot yeah. i mean he'd be stealing your ladies though i know <laughs> but now a month later another report of the creature came out claiming that it was seen alongside U.S. Highway 71. Okay. Soon after this, the news of the creature spread to other parts of Arkansas, and a local radio station offered a $1,000 bounty on the creature, which I wrote, what the fuck? Like, like, that makes it seem like y'all gonna go out there and shoot it, kind of like in Jaws, when they're like, if you can bring us the shark, we'll do it. But I'm like, what, what was the bounty for? Was it just for a picture? It seems dumb. Oh, no. And I feel like they were really playing up, like, this creature tried to attack me in my home. You know what I mean? Like, close your windows. <laughs> Lock your windows. Knock your windows. And your doors. Gosh. But hunters in the area started to take, and like, when hunters started going out, I guess, looking for this bounty. Mm-hmm. The, they, the county actually had to pass a temporary order for no guns. Oh. You're not allowed to go out... Looking for this squatch with a gun. I think they were worried you were probably either going to shoot somebody else. Yeah. Or probably just, like, shoot hella bears. Yeah, because if you saw something, like, kind of in the corner of your eye walking, you'd shoot it. And then you'd be like, oh, I thought it was a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, don't shoot the bears. They do not deserve this. But, or people. Lord of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But several reports came out saying that the creature was also responsible for missing livestock in the area and yeah. dog attacks, no. which led the creature to be dubbed the folk monster. Now, I know what you're thinking. What, what is this all for? <laughs> now, the folk monster inspired the famous 1971 film, The Legend of Boggy Creek. I know you I know you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, it's a it's kind of cheesy. Uh, it's a documentary style horror film, which is kind of like the Blair Witch Project, you know. <laughs> but it basically just sort of retells the story of this town being terrorized yeah. by this creature. You sure I didn't inspire uh, Harry and the Hendersons? <laughs> I actually never watched that movie, but I think it's about a Bigfoot who's, I'm, like, friends with the family. Yeah, from what I remember, I want to say it's, like, the pa- family accidentally, like, runs him over with their car, and they're, like, like, oh, God. Him off or yeah, something. and they, like, adopt him. I know. I, I have to watch it. I've definitely seen it, but it's been years. Yeah. I need to rewatch it. If I have, I, I don't know. Honestly, I can't remember what movies I've watched and not. Anything before, like, 2003 is a little bit of a blur for me. Did you ever watch Timmy the Toothbrush? No, but I watched um, The Brave Little Toaster. Is that similar? Oh, kind of. So, Timmy the Toothbrush, my mom showed it to me. I think it was because, I don't know, I guess she wanted me to brush my teeth. It was like Timmy the Toothbrush and Big Mouth Gulch. <laughs> so, it was like Timmy the Toothbrush. It was like a wild, wild west. And Timmy the Toothbrush was a, a toothbrush. And then he had a dog, which was like a tooth. And then some uh, dental like, floss was a friend. It sounds and then, like, like a fever dream, but it also yes. sounds like an educational video that they would make you watch, yes. like, in school. And then, like, Gingivitis or something was, like, the bad guy who was trying to shoot 
to have a shootout with Timmy the Toothbrush. It was. I feel like I may if I've seen it. It was definitely at school. I would have to rewatch it, and I could tell you. I'll, sh- I'll show you a pic when we're done All right. of the uh, the cover. Sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I don't have nightmares tonight oh, about God. gingivitis. <laughs> now, in 2019 in Kentucky. In, in Monmouth Cave National Park, okay. this man, he wakes up some fellow campers. There's a whole family sleeping, and they wake up to this man shining a light in their tent, which would have scared me shitless. Murderer. I'd be like, good God, he's come to kill us. But the man says that this some creature has destroyed his campsite. Oh, no. And that he is going to have to go out there and investigate. Things might get dicey. And the family's like, what? Huh? Next thing they know, this man runs off to the woods. They hear gunshots. Oh, God. The man claims he saw a Bigfoot, tried to shoot him. Well, that was enough to freak the family out. They quickly packed up their stuff and walked the five miles back to their car and drove home. In the dark? Yes, which was already scary. They were willing to take a chance on a Bigfoot getting them over being shot. Which, you know, bad choices all around. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, yeah, the the National Park had to release a statement saying, you know, there was some gunfire, but we cannot confirm or deny if a Bigfoot was was afoot. Yeah, I feel like that late at night, which I know they usually do Bigfoot hunting at night, but I mean, at that point, it really could have been a bear. Also, we've got some either lawn mowing or leaf blowing, if you hear it in the background. Yeah, we're at my apartment, and today people are very noisy. I have my neighbors bumping, like, trap music, Ah. and then I've got people mowing the lawn, which is weird because they normally mow it at 6 a.m., you know, when a person's trying to sleep, Um, you know, so there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, noise going on. Yeah. But it's okay, because we're coming to the end of my, my different sightings, (laughs) um, I could go further, but there are literally so many reports that I was like, let me just take a few. Yeah. Now, I would like for you to tell, there is a funny story that you have of a Bigfoot sighting from your... Oh, in Taser? uh, Yeah, from your neck of the woods. And I feel like you just tell it better, so I'd prefer if you... Okay. So, from around my neck of the woods, my hometown... Uh, in western North Carolina. There's Which this, is very mountainous, yes. for those of you who don't know. There's this place called Kaser. Now, it's spelled C-A-S-A-R. Apparently, it was supposed to be called Caesar. They spelled it wrong, so it's Kaser. All right. Now, if you picture this town, it is like a non-town. Like, downtown, I think, has a post office and maybe a school, and, like, that's it. Well, there was this man out in Kaser who spotted a Bigfoot, and his, he said that the Bigfoot was messing with his dog. So the Bigfoot was coming up. He comes outside and tries to get the Bigfoot to go away. So he has this little stick and he starts poking it at the Bigfoot. And what he says to the Bigfoot is, Go on, get out of here. I say, Get. Go on, get. <laughs> yes. And now, just in general, I remember Taylor. That was This was one of the first stories you told me when we met. <laughs> Um, and I thought it was so funny. So from now on, just like in general, me and Taylor refer to things like, go on, get, get. And I've got my family to say it. Oh, <laughs> like when, we, when you see an animal and you're like, go on, get, get. Yes. So that is like the, like when you watch like the main video, that's what it is. But there are more videos where he explains like what the Bigfoot looks like and what he sounds like. And so, um, Kind of paraphrasing his words. The Bigfoot was real tall. He said he had a long beard plumbed down to his navel. Meaning he had a beard um, that reached to his belly button. And he said he had a, a human face, like a man's face. But everything else kind of looked like, like an ape. And he said that his face was just white. He said it was almost as if it was transparent. So, apparently Bigfoot's face is very pale. Um, and he also said that, which I feel like this man, I don't know how, you know, reliable. <laughs> but he did, I doubt he's researching Bigfoot. And he said that the sound that he made was a whistle and then a grunt. Yes. So like Could a, you please do it for us? So, it'll be like a, and then a, so. like a, 
I can't whistle. But yeah, so he said the Bigfoot whistled, which I'm like, I don't see this. And this also happened a while ago, so I don't think there was as much on the internet. So, Kayser, North Carolina. Hot spot for Bigfoot activity. Yes. And the t-shirt that I have, the run from Nobby, <laughs> is from a church in Kayser. So, that man inspired so much which he doesn't even know how much he's affected us and there's like a cnn i think like did a little short story on his story but if i'm gonna be honest i found it kind of offensive because so i am from the area and obviously people who live in the mountains are seen of as dumb and I feel like I can make a poke a little fun because I'm from there. Mm-hmm. But the big city news sources, there's no need. Because they're like interviewing him and I feel like they were intentionally trying to get him to say something stupid. Mm-hmm. So he could be like, look, this dumb mountain man. And they kept playing like Harry and the Henderson clips like oh. in between it. <laughs> I just was this that was Entertainment weird. Tonight? Because Entertainment Tonight loves to do some cheesy stuff it like was, that. Yeah, I, I thought it was CNN, but it may not have been. It might have been like one of those Entertainment Tonight's, but it's a little rude. But yes, there's been a Bigfoot spotted in Kayser. Uh, beard to his navel, white face. Whistles. Whistles. Messes with dogs, not okay. So, and then also a little short. One time I did think I saw Bigfoot on the Gettysburg battlefield. Uh, if anybody else has any info on Big Feet in Pennsylvania, let me know because I would love. He was probably to know. just like going for like a tour. He was probably yeah. on a field trip with his his school. Which at first I was like, it was probably a man in a ghillie suit, but I don't know like where you're actually allowed to walk because we just kind of walked through like the trail mm-hmm. and it was off in the field. So I don't know if it could have been a person just messing around or what, or if my mom was just playing tricks because that was before I really was a Bigfoot kind of squaw. This is probably what really planted the seed. Honestly. Yeah, it was. And I told my dad at the time I saw it, but Sean was probably like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Wow. Well, that was the episode, y'all. Thanks for listening to the love of my life, Bigfoot. I thought you were going to say me. No. (laughs) Bigfoot is the love of my life. If he grabbed me on the couch. Sorry, Brandon. If he grabbed me on the couch, I would say. never coming back. Yes, please. Can I have another? (laughs) I don't have any fish jerky. I have some Slim Jims. That's about it. But don't forget that this episode, new episodes every Friday. Yes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at this is going to sound weird. Mm-mm, no. Just it's it's at going to sound weird pod. Uh, we also have a Twitter, which is just this is going to sound weird or going to sound no, weird. We are really just botching the whole thing today. <laughs> the Instagram is going to sound weird pod. The Twitter is gonna sound weird yes and then the gmail is this is gonna sound weird at gmail.com don't forget to send us your weird stories if you want to be featured on our weird wednesday episode that'll be coming out uh on wednesday the last wednesday of every month if you follow us on instagram you will know we're gonna do another sticker giveaway information will be on the instagram that's why you have to follow. Yes. You have to follow or Bigfoot will steal your woman. Yes. And next week, our theme, which is probably what you've been waiting on, our theme is hungry murders or murderers. So interpret that as you will. It's very vague, but I feel like the vagueness makes it kind of fun and up for interpretation. Not fun, but yeah, not fun because it's still murder, but um, hungry nonetheless. Yeah, because I have no idea what Sydney took hungry murders to be. Well, neither did I. So, <laughs> anyways, all right, we will see you next week. Everyone, stay weird. Wow. <laughs>